This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Joining me on the phone is Samantha McCochran, who's business editor of the Sunday Independent. Good morning, Samantha. Well, good morning, John. How are you? Very well, thanks. Now, look, FBD was probably the biggest story we've had, in the, certainly in the last 24 hours, business-wise. Anyway, a, a really interesting business story in these COVID times. Yeah, a highly uh, anticipated judgment finally came for um, four test case pubs, but it will actually has the potential to affect uh, 1,100 businesses who also had COVID, uh, certainly disease type coverage in their uh, policies, but FPD had insisted that it wasn't uh, applicable to our current pandemic. So a number of publicans, I mean, the four pubs, um, particularly Sean Sullivan at Lone and four in Dublin, Sinnott, Leopard 10 Inn and Leopard Lemon and Duke have been very vocal about the fact that as far as they were concerned, they were very much covered for business interruption under their policies when an, an absolutely unbelievable event like COVID came along and FPD had, uh, had said no, basically, and, and they had to go to the High Court um, to, to, to get it dealt with. The High Court said, yes, they needed the, the, their, their policies still stood and there was a great victory for the pubs who uh, were quite angry yesterday that they had to spend 10 months of difficult uh, business performance, you know, no, effectively no trade for, for most of them for, for, for 10 months, but they had to go to the High Court to fight it out. So that was good news for them, not so much for FBG, although I think it looked, the writing was on the wall for a while, you know, even looking at some of the, as a layperson, looking at some of the correspondents, they had a very good case to public because even uh, Noel Anderson, who uh, the managing managing director of Lemon and Duke Pub, even had a side letter which actually specifically said they were covered for COVID. So it did look like they had a strong case. And then in the UK, similar um, challenges were uh, th- th- fell on the side of publicans. So that was all going uh, in the in the right direction for the, for the business owners. Yeah, and huge exposure because given the length of time that many pubs have been closed for and if they have to re- recompense them for it, and presumably it'll spread from not just FBD but other insurers as well. Yeah, like there was an estimate yesterday that um, FBD could be on the hook for hundreds of millions of euros and I suppose they have in turn reinsurers who, who, who do their policies for them. So I think one of the suggestions is that the reason that they fought it so hard is that when they go to their reinsurers who basically cover them for all their policies, they'll be able to say, look, we did everything we could to make sure we explored every legal avenue we could to try and uh, ensure that we, we you know, we, we may not have had to pay it, but we've, we've tested every route and we obviously have to pay it. So it may give them a little bit of... Um, a little bit of cover on that front, but yeah, it's it's a financial, a massive financial outpouring for, for for the insurers. But I suppose at the end of the day, what will probably happen is um, policies may go up, and uh, that's going to be bad news. And there has been a bugbear for the industry, pub industry, and hospitality industry in particular over the last few years. But business in general, it's one of the things that comes up time and time again is insurance costs. As a, as a, a burden that they don't really uh, appreciate at all. Yeah, and on the on the radar during the week is a, a pending um, decision in relation to the size of insurance payouts. I know it's in relation to um, personal injuries, but the whole issue of yeah. insurance is huge for business. That's right. Yeah. Um there's some reports about it today in the Irish Times saying that, you know, 
some um, of the smaller claims that the Book of Quantum may go down for them, which I suppose would be good news. And then some of the bigger, massive kind of injuries, I suppose, would be slightly increased, mm. but like smaller breakage and things like that might go down. So look, there may be some good news there, but um, certainly good news for, for the publicans who really felt that they were on the wrong side of this decision for some time. Yeah, and I, I was kind of surprised, but um, FBD just kind of said, okay, that's fine, we'll start making interim payments pretty much immediately. No suggestion of an appeal to the Supreme Court from them or anything, they're just kind of folding up their tent and they're going to pay out. Yeah, they, they they definitely were quite quick to say that they would move on it, and they seemed they said that it was within their kind of range of expectations. So they they would would sort of just bite the bullet on it. Um, they obviously have put aside <laughs> some some funds and the expectation that it may go this way. Um, and it's like for a long time it did look like that was the way it was going to fall, but obviously they they felt that they needed to have it, you know, kind of thrashed out in court and uh, there's no um, there's, there seems to be no going back on it now and, and, and I'm sure it'll be a welcome uh, check that's coming for a lot of businesses at the moment Yeah, now another um interesting week on on the stock markets and particularly in relation to GameStop GameStop show, uh, shops of course having to be closed because they're not deemed essential businesses but they've been all over the business pages the last couple of weeks yeah, it's been a kind of a wild stock market story. It's like a bit, I think they're already working on a movie about it. But basically, um, uh, Reddit, you know, which is a social media discussion forum, um, it, 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 it fueled this frenzy the week before last for GameStop and a few other kind of unloved stocks. But basically, a small, relatively small group of retail investors, ordinary people who like trade online. Uh, got this whole frenzy going about GameStop and they were trying to kind of outwit the hedge funds, the big, huge, big financial groups that bet on the markets and they, um, the hedge funds had bet against GameStop. So they basically thought GameStop shares were going to fall. The, this whole Reddit crowd came in and just, you know, bought, bought, bought the shares, which saw them go from like 20 euro, or $20 to nearly $500 in a very short space of time. It's, kind of like unbelievable change in uh, share price especially for a company like GameStop which is you know a traditional business at the end of the day um, like a lot of traditional retailers has a lot of challenges everything is done online and you know it, it, some some of the Reddit uh, you know guys who are really into the shares and stocks do think that, um, that, that, that GameStop is on the way up but it was really just a frenzy for you know to try and get it a slice of this action and that sort of fell away last week and the shares fell 90% and um, obviously some people made a lot of money but there's uh, if, if you know loads of articles um, and, and podcasts and chats about it all over the uh, financial media about loads of people losing money and they're small investors so they're people who maybe it was their savings or you know there's even some kids or like you know they're supposed to be over 18 um, there's these Robinhood is the main kind of uh, way of trading. It's a really cheap way to get into trading versus like a stockbroker, which would be a high bar to get into. But, you know, young people like, you know, who put on a few hundred euro, their rent kind of thing. Well, I, I, I believe that Revolut have some sort of a stock trading thing now that they like do. people with Revolut cards can actually start buying stocks. I've heard of young people like buying stocks on the Revolut yeah, well, cards. Well, that's true. Like I know um, colleagues of mine were showing me, because I'm not, I'm not a... As, as, as into the fintech uh, banks, as uh, some of my colleagues are, but they were showing me like their phone, and you can just like have, you know, just literally buy really quite easily once you give a bit of your personal details. Your phone, you know, I'm, yeah, exactly, yeah. So quite easy to do, and um, but like one of the things and one of the reasons why this has happened is because people are a bit bored. 
a lot of people are missing, um, you know, just the usual, the horses, the, sp- the general sport that's on for, for, for betting. There just has been a, a, a gap there in yeah. kind of uh, leisure betting. And so people who are really kind of into that area have been turning to the markets. And it is a sub category of, of the whole betting market yeah. and so like it is kind of a pastime and I know people then kind of enjoy watching how their shares do so it's sort of a distraction for people at a time when like normal life is far from normal you know yeah but one thing that'll always be with us is the provocative man that is uh, Michael O'Leary and during the week he was a uh, vintage Michael O'Leary but maybe even uh, verging on on over the top at times yeah, well, a couple of years ago, Ryanair decided to go a bit more uh, touchy-feely and be a bit more, you know, nicer to customers. They kind of made a point about that. Michael O'Leary um, was, you know, sort of changed his tone a bit, but he was back in full um, old-school Michael O'Leary mode uh, early this week. The company reported that it's about, it's, it's, it expects to lose close to a billion euros um, over 12 months, which is a massive amount of money, but... Funnily enough, nobody was talking about that. Everyone was talking about his attitude and his way of dealing with the uh, pandemic. And it is a massive crisis for airlines, but he was basically talking about, um, you know, the vaccination program, hitting out at, um, you know, Tony Holhan, hitting out at Emphis, hitting out at um, uh, uh, lockdown, saying that they were basically ineffective. And... um, so a very, a very confrontational attitude at a time when, you know, the message is stay at home, don't really expect it to get out anytime soon. Um, the, they did get a rap on the knuckles, though, in Britain during the week. Um, they had an ad campaign over there, Jab and Go, uh, had footage of uh, an ad, TV ad, had footage of, you know, young people, 20s and 30s, having a great time on their holidays. Um the, it was the third most complained about ad ever in the UK. Wow. Uh, yeah, I got two two thousand three hundred odd uh, complaints. So people didn't feel it struck the right note. Um, the Advertising Standards Authority agreed and basically said, you know, advertisers should not be linking um, decisions to spend money with the vaccine because there's just too much uncertainty. Look, we've been just through another week or two of total uncertainty about vaccines. So that's a very fair point. Um, so they basically said it was misleading and kind of given that people would have this assurance that, you know, hey, jab and go, you can go on your holidays in the summer. Yeah. Now, even the, the company obviously didn't agree with that. And Michael O'Leary was very adamant, um, you know, on, on various radio interviews on earlier in the week that, look, it's a, this affects over 65. This is his claim. Um, young people are not as affected and they'll be getting their vaccines and there's no reason for people not to get back to normal. But look, we, the message, as you know, is very cautious. It's not like vaccines are here and everything will be fine. There's new variants. Um, none of us are public health experts and certainly not Michael O'Leary. So anyway, it made for quite... Um, yeah, caution isn't the word that really uh, yeah. leaps to mind when you think of Michael O'Leary. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of you notice, like a lot of the lobby groups who were very vocal last year about reopening business are actually very quiet at the moment, and they really have accepted it, despite the fact that it's absolutely murderous for their their business. Like they, there isn't an appetite for the reopening at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe there will be in a few weeks when things are lower again. But um, you know, there hasn't been that kind of voice out there because there's been an acceptance. Look, things, things are very very bad. Yeah. Samantha, thanks very much. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time uh, for. Thanks uh, for joining us. Uh, I'd love to have chatted to you about Amazon because a lot going on there too, but maybe next, next time. time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks a million, Samantha. That's uh, Samantha McCochran, uh, business editor with the Sunday Independent. 
The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the southeast.